0: Welcome back to the Luminous Podcast. Father Chad Jarnigan here, Rector of Luminous Parish. We're continuing with Advent, looking at Matthew in the lectionary today. Lost and weary traveler, searching for the way to go. Matthew eleven two through 11. This is from the NRSV. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come? And are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you have heard and seen. The blind received their sight, the lame walked, the lepers are cleansed, The deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? And then... Did you not go to see someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes in royal places. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, the more than a prophet. This is the one whom it is written. See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Gospel of our Lord. Anyone struggle with patience? Surely not. Over the years, we have been reconditioned to be less and less patient. Today, we want to push a button and have it. We want to order it, have it delivered, fix it, everything with a push of a button instantaneously. And think about how that can translate into our hopes. We get frustrated waiting for more than five minutes for food or even 15 minutes for an aircraft to actually take off and fly us into the air. We won't even get into how impatient we are about unboarding an airplane. We just want the end results. We don't want the waiting. And the argument can be made that over the past few generations, we have sanitized Advent, if not glossed over it completely. There were over 400 years of waiting after Malachi prophesied about the forthcoming justice in the arrival of the Messiah, Christ. 400 years after the prophecy. Now, frankly, there are no easy answers as to why God makes humanity wait for what is good or just I would guess that that falls into the we aren't god category. But it definitely reveals our need. So what happens when we are relieved from something? We have a relief, or even translates into joy. Joy comes in many forms, but the deepest has many, many layers. It says, go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind have received their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, and the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. Now, word of this gave John great joy. And imagine all those who received these blessings: sight, walking, heal from disease, the gift of hearing, the poor having good news. The poor hear and experience the gospel with Christ himself. But God, through Jesus, has made them all reconciled back to God. See, they no longer had to worry about sacrifices and those that couldn't find sacrifices. The last has become first. The poor is now spiritually rich This changed their lives with hope, peace, and now joy. There was no more estrangement from God the Creator. Good news also means glad tidings. Good timing for all those songs, right? In our waiting, longing, we can either resist or embrace the waiting. There can be strength found in this stillness. Deep joy comes from deep living. Happiness isn't the same as joy. Let's remember that. Happiness tends to usually be dictated by circumstances, but joy can be embodied regardless of what we find ourselves in. The idea that joys come in the morning is because there was mourning the night before. So I think it makes perfect sense that John the Baptist is doubting here on the front end of this. It must have been so easy to wonder why Jesus would leave him behind. I think this is actually a really common issue, understanding that Jesus is doing something amazing but not feeling it in your own life. So the doubts begin to creep in, no matter who you are. But Jesus ends his response to John by saying, blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me, The words, take no offense, can also be translated as stumble. It seems that Jesus is encouraging John in his doubts, but not rebuking him. He is acknowledging that faith is not easy and that those who never doubt are truly fortunate. Instead of running away from his doubts, and deciding to lose faith in Jesus, John asks the question and seeks an answer from the source, not just accepting what he hears from someone else or based on all the information on past experiences. He is actively seeking God. In our moments of doubt, We can do the same. Ask the questions, seek the answers. Rather than pretending our doubts don't exist, to the point of our doubts overwhelming our need for God there is opportunity for communion in those spaces of doubt and uncertainty i think the posture is humility and seeking waiting listening if you are mourning now Take heart. Our hope is that joy will come in the morning. If not this morning, next morning, a morning soon. This is a very difficult season for many of us. I don't know where you are in your listening But many of us have such an overly scheduled and cluttered time during December that all of the Christmas parties and all of the shopping and all of the stuff keeps us in a distracted place. And some of us just totally love it. We we dig into every bit of it, every waking moment we're listening to Christmas music or watching a Christmas movie. And some of us Grow a little cold and sad during this season. And some of it is associated with something from our past. Or maybe, quite frankly, it's just loneliness. My hope is that you would find communion and stillness and peace and hope, and even joy in this waiting. Peace be with you.